Dorktales presents Call of the Netherdeep. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome. This is Call of the Netherdeep, how to run chapter three. Uh, if you are playing Critical Role Call of the Netherdeep, this is the stream for you, where we're going to go over chapter three, Bazozan, and we're going to talk about all of the things that can help make your game better. Now, this is primarily for Dungeon Masters, so if you've been watching our game so far, you're not going to be spoiled. But uh, if you are not watching and you're just kind of tuning in randomly, there will be spoilers. In fact, I have a spoiler tag up right now for Twitch. Uh, so, um, yeah, there are going to be spoilers as well as spoilers for our own game, which I've already seen the chat flooded with quite a few of them uh, for something that happened last episode. Um, let me just say I have a bunch of spare stickers now if anybody wants drow stickers. I got plenty of them. <laughs> got a whole stack right there. Cute. I love Super that I paid cute. 20 bucks to throw you guys off the scent. <laughs> I literally got those stickers to throw y'all off the scent. Well, now they're Look. just memorial stickers. Echo Knight. I have Valus in the, in the Echo Knight version. Of the angels. You have to get a piece of like tissue paper, Robin, and just like put that over it so it looks yeah, just yeah. a little bit out of focus. Yeah. <laughs> now it just looks like he's wrapped in tissue. That's messing with your background. You're no longer in a case. Ghost Valus. Emotional <laughs> damage. All right, so hey folks, how's it going? I'm Kelly. I'm the dungeon master here at uh, Critical Role: Call of the Nether Deep by Dorktales. Uh, are you seeing him? Happy to be here. We're gonna talk about game and uh, we're gonna chat for a bit. It's weird that we're doing two of these in one week because we finished Wild Beyond the Witchlight in its entirety. So we did that last night, and now we're doing another chat. And then I've got Vampire Tomorrow Night, which is a short game night. So I've got very few games this week. It's kind of nice. It's kind of weird. Um, yeah. It's good. If I hadn't messed up my my back this would be a pretty chill week i'd have a lot i'd be caught up on everything uh but folks uh we should go and introduce everybody let's go in reverse order today starting with caitlin whoa throwing a curveball right out Just, the gate yeah. it's all good <laughs> hey everyone i'm caitlin um and usually i play zarya rain the tiefling uh cleric of blood uh for this campaign i also have um fiddle beads that i just made today so if they get annoying please let me know and i will stop fiddling with them nice <laughs> but right. i really like them and they're they're cool rocks so they're carnelian so i'm just i'm very stoked with them so i have them in my hands <laughs> that's awesome anyway. nice nice <laughs> thanks all right let's pass over to chris hi uh, i'm uh chris i was about to say i'm playing chris um, but, uh, no, I normally play, uh, Dorlin Wildrock, uh, sorry, I've been a little unwell lately, so a little, a little addled at the moment, um, more so than normal, anyway, and, uh, yeah, I use he, him pronouns, and, uh, as I said, normally play, uh, the hyper-not-focused Dorlin Wildrock. Happy to be here tonight, and, uh, good to see y'all. Good to see you. Krista! Oh, hello. Uh, I am Krista. Uh, you can use she, her, or they, them pronouns for me. Um, and I normally play Sabina Morden uh, and her Moorbounder companion, Dax. Uh, and yeah, let's uh, talk about some stuff. All right. And finally, Robin. Hello, I'm Robin. I use she, her pronouns. And... um. Boy, my brain is dumb too today. Forgetting your uh, pronouns is such a mood. <laughs> I love that we're, we're all yeah. we're all on top of it today. It's it's great, but yeah, let's talk. I got I'm I'm wearing 
I'm wearing some D20 earrings from a Hero Forge that took forever to ship in the mail, but I finally got them. They were a Christmas gift. (laughs) Yep. Nice. That's good. (laughs) All right. Uh, Anything else anybody want to toss in? No? All right. That's good. Oh, oh, I use she, her pronouns. I don't think I put that in there. I got real excited about my my beads. I'm sorry. (laughs) All right. So excited about your rocks that you forgot. Your pronouns. Nice. Rock on. Rock on. Very excited. All right. I asked for any questions, and people have responded by not asking any, which is great. This is great. I love it. We're just going to kind of, we're going to riff on this. It's going to be good. Uh, So... Uh, folks, we just completed chapter three of Call of the Netherdeep, which covers Bazazan and Betrayer's Rise. Tonight, we're going to talk about a bunch of ways that you can make uh, your game better, as well as just kind of discussing what we did and why it worked the way it did, whether or not we liked it, what we would change, etc., etc. Uh, so overall, uh, how are you enjoying this adventure module so far, everybody? Give me, give me your scale of like zero to ten. Oh, Caitlin's at like a nine and a half. Yeah. Chris is like an eight or nine. Okay. Now be honest. Be honest. That's zero. That's five. That's ten. Yeah. Like a six. Six? Same. Yeah. Six. And we're gonna talk a little bit about this. So um what did you think of this chapter? Because I've got a bunch of stuff that I want to touch. May I ask what is specifically con- included in this chapter? Because I know yes. we've kind of been switching so like said, between them. So- Bazozan. So the moment you arrive at Bazozan, to the end okay. of the chapter. Okay. To the end of. So like last in game. The thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. So chapter three covers uh, basically everything after you arrive at Bazozan. Everything in and underneath Bazozan. So literally, like Bazozan. And also includes um, betrayers rise. Betrayers rise. Betrayers rise. Okay, that was. I, I, just, liked, I just wanted to confirm. It is yeah. a big ass chapter. Compared, yeah. I liked Bazozan a lot. I liked the yes. city of Bazozan. Mm-hmm. I I enjoyed that. I liked again, kind of. You get the vibe that oh, this is, this is a not good place. This is a not good module. Here's some slightly, you know, the those gibbering mouthers did a number on us if i remember oh yeah dorlin ran into the middle and like died 20 times um, <laughs> yes right um so i liked that in the interview like dorlin dying 20 had. times yeah everybody does yeah. yes, yes. yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> top top 10 um, top 10 yeah but uh yeah the um yeah. the petrius rise not my favorite but we did it i liked the idea of betrayer's rise to be honest with you because i'm not fully sure but it felt like every betrayer god kind of had their own room they um, did they did absolutely you okay, call it. I, had a fe- I had a feeling i had a feeling this is the room um, of chains this is the room of pain yeah. this is so the room of trains that one you was know. but i'm pretty sure um, there's a room of trains yeah, with the yeah, lava was the, and the horns <laughs> was the asmodeus one but anyway um i really liked i i actually really quite liked betrayer's rise just you from, like uh, creepy shit yeah, and that's probably why. And I know it was it was really brutal, and it was supposed to be really brutal. Like, mm. like, like it's it was exactly the way that it was supposed to be in the book, and I like the way that it was written. That's me. Cool. Uh, I I think I I have a tough time understand. Like, I can't 
I dissociate a lot. And so I'm like usually trying to like, I'm always like two steps behind when things are being described. And so mm. when you're dealing with things like when you're dealing with a room that has all of these tiny little details in it, I constantly felt like I was missing something and then something would happen and then I would understand mm. something and then go, okay, hang on. What, wait, I totally fucking missed that. And I would have, I would have acted completely differently had I known this thing. And like, so I felt that there were so many tiny details that I think, I think you said this Kelly of like, it's going to push away new players. That yes. We're, we're going to touch modules. on that tonight. Mm. We're going to touch. Yeah. And, and I think, I think that's cause I, I totally agree with Robin. Like Bazazan was awesome. The vibe of it was great. Although I think we also touched on the fact that like the module seems to expect you to just be like, Hey, we have this artifact. What do you guys oh, think? Yeah. Um, cause like every NPC, every, every NPC interaction is like when your characters tell them, like, yes, which, well, and, you and know, we, I would have. But. <laughs> yes you would have but we're seasoned D players that play under kelly clark so yes. that's me we don't trust npcs what are you talking about <laughs> no. my npcs are usually really nice like i always think my npcs are too nice well and maybe that's why we're always worried is we're all just waiting for the shoe to drop well and also but, like but again you like, have an ancient artifact like oh yeah we have this ancient artifact dotty dotty da we have a yeah and the world has like come and, rob and, and the, murder the us the world of this has been harsh so like why would you go from this world of harshness and people stealing mm. from you to being like let's tell everybody <laughs> yeah it's kind of if it's you're kind naive of as fuck this is true <laughs> this is very true though i really would have been uh, i think it would have been really interesting to uh if we actually, or maybe we can do this like in an epilogue or something, finally find out where our Uncle Bard Destiny went. Oh, man. <laughs> your Uncle Bard Destiny? He's just at the yeah. strip club. Oh. Or Uncle Destiny Bard. <laughs> he's, he's at the strip club. He's It's it's amateur night. He's That's performing. That's where he is. Yes. Oh, he's performing. <laughs> he's performing. He's performing. He's very good. Um, so, you know what? I'm going to jump right in and talk about two things about this module that it's kind of weird that we're going to be talking about this at chapter three, but I feel that at this point, we've got our legs under us. We understand kind of what this module is going to be doing. Like, what is this adventure going for? Um, so I'm going to talk about some of the problems that we've talked about off camera, like behind the scenes and things that we have kind of looked at this and had discussions on to see how we wanted to both run it and how we wanted to play it and how we wanted to experience this. Um, number one, uh, if you are watching this because you are wondering if you should run this module, if you should run this adventure for your players and you are just getting into Dungeons and Dragons and you are a big fan of Critical Role and you're thinking this is going to be a great inroad because you've got Critical Role and you've got like a mod, a mod that Matt Mercer has signed off on and that this is going to be what gets your players into Critical Role style D&D. It probably isn't. Um, it is... I, I think this is a very good module so far. I think this is a very good adventure. It is... Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to. It feels like a 2E. It feels it, like a 2E model. It is fucking rough. Yeah. This <laughs> is hard. This is mean at places. And I'm not saying that like for established players, who cares? Right? Like as long as you tell everybody, hey guys, the gloves are off. Have fun. You know, the, experienced players don't care. But if this is going to be your first experience with a critical role themed Dungeons and Dragons game, you might have a bad time. Your players, uh, 
uh, what, what did I say before off camera? I said this is going to scare people off. Like yes. some new players mm -hmm. are going to get scared off of D and D by by this module, and that's oh boy. What do you think of that, everybody? Because it's yeah, it's rough. It goes right into Betrayer's Rise right off the bat. Uh, some of the encounters that you have are really brutal, and um, it's it's it feels like it's designed for player death. A lot of it, like more than any other game that I have have ran, like more than honestly, I see player death in this quicker than Curse of Strahd. Mm. Wow, mm. not much quicker, but about on yeah. par with Curse of Strahd. And Curse of Strahd is not the game you run for newbies usually. Like you need special mm -hmm. newbies for that. <laughs> <laughs> well and and especially like we started this in a way of like oh yeah this is kind of like witch light it's got this little carnival at the beginning oh, and this is kind of yeah. fun and let's start out a light and interesting and this is like this cool little party and now you're in betrayer's rise like yeah it's it seems like a lot they were definitely very different vibes yes. so i think as oh, yeah. long as you know what you're getting into and your players know what they're getting into but it, yeah, I think, yeah, definitely experienced players would for, for do. brand new players, like uh, yeah, you know. Um, now that's not saying don't do it, but no going in. This is gonna be rough. Yeah, just no, no going in. Yeah, because like mm -hmm. I, I think that like we're fine. We've been playing games for uh, like some of us for decades now. It is not a big deal for us. But like we've had this talk off camera of like, geez, can you imagine this being your first game? right yeah like, no, this is like my fourth or fifth sure. game and it's rough still like like this makes witch uh, pardon me this makes witch light look like cotton candy and this Absolutely. makes rhyme of the frostman look easy oh yeah for, this is this not, like like rhyme is easy compared to to this like this this is nothing yeah I, yeah i saw it right off camera from from what from what little critical role i have actually watched i feel like this hits the vibe but is so much more like i feel like to really facilitate what critical role is you need players that are critical role players and you need a dm who is a seasoned dm who knows how to facilitate role playing hmm. and but the actual module itself like i i've said this before in all of our all of our witchlight stuff and all of our other like how to run things is like modules should be able to be picked up by a fresh dm with a fresh crowd and be played yeah and absolutely. this doesn't feel like it's gonna do that well and mm -hmm. ba bazozan is a really cool city i really love the way they fleshed it out yeah but betrayer's rise itself betrayer's rise is really interesting because uh i'm by the way uh for anybody who's joining now there will be some spoilers um betrayer's rise is literally this ready <laughs> That, that's it. That's the entire Betrayer's Rise. You guys entered oh. here. You went straight up the middle, down the hole, which goes over here. Mm. That's the lightless mm. corridor down there that looks kind of like someone threw up. Um, here's the funny part. Here's the funny part. You guys went through the lightless corridor. You went into uh, the blood yeah. room, and then you was like, oh, let's go rest. Let's rest here. This is literally the door to the abyss right here. <laughs> You were uh, that close to the abyss 
the entire Amazing. time. Jesus. And I was like, oh God, please don't go south. But hey, it's your game. Um, so um, <laughs> you guys decided to long rest here. And the way that it yeah. works is oh, yeah. that they've got a bunch of stuff here where it's like, oh, if you want other Betrayer's Rise encounters, if you want... So... This is one of the things about the mod, mod I find really weird, is that they have this bit called Expanding the Betrayer's Rise. If you want to or need to, you can create new maps about Betrayer's Rise, new encounters, and new routes through it. Uh, here's a uh, some encounters below, a D10 chart, and then some reinforcements that might show up when you clear rooms, etc. And it's weird they didn't include more than that. Mm-hmm. It seems like they were rushing, or it seems like they would assume that like the Dungeon Master's Guild would fill in their gaps for them, <laughs> and they wouldn't have to pay their writers for a higher word count. Uh-huh. As someone who lives off of streaming and out. word count, like yeah. they wouldn't have had to pay that much. Well, Usually, it's like it's less than a dime a, pe- a word. Like, <laughs> I mean, I think this is like this is one of the things that I said. I think I said this off camera of like I was when you said, like, why are you taking a long rest? I was like, I expected this to be a multi-day dungeon. Mm-hmm. Like, I when go, like, like the way that it is talked about mm-hmm. of, like, th- these these expeditions are going in and it's all changing and all of this and everybody, it's different every time you go in and it's different for everybody. Like, I thought it was going to be the abyss. Like, I thought we were going mm-hmm. in and we're going to be there for a long time. And that was kind of why I was, I was pushing for a long rest so hard of, like, we still have so much more to go mm-hmm. when we kind of didn't. Well, yeah. I, I, think, I think it's, be- I think people talk about it like that because people go in and how often do they come out? So it's multi-day yeah. because they don't go yeah. out. Yeah, well, I guess true. enough have come out to say it's different every time. Like that's the like, that's, that's the true. other thing, right? Is mm-hmm. I guess it must. Yeah. Well, I think we were yep. planning on mm-hmm. trying to search for the friends. Yeah. Um. So uh, I was like, of... uh, I mean, we could not Oh, by the way, there. you found them. You found them. Uh, in the dryer room, they were in the cocoons. Oh, okay. So you opened oh, the door and went, actually... nope, and shut the door. Nope. Oh, they were they were right gotcha. there, Robin. You could have just gone in and grabbed them. <laughs> you didn't say there was people in cocoons. You said there was I, there because, was because there was a spider in your face and you shut the door before oh, I yeah. could describe the room. So <laughs> you were just like giant spider, no the giant way. spider, Bruce and Bruce, Bruce and Sheila. Oh my god! Um, also, I, I want to say that that our chat is really like dropping truth right now. GM Workshop in particular mm. is saying a bunch of just great stuff about the way the module is written, and uh, Days Davercott's throwing a bunch of shade too. It's nice. Um, and, um, uh, okay, so and Angel Rukai is right. There, there is a Baylor. Uh, actually, Keiko, you went into a room where a Baylor yeah. was napping in lava. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah you described true. that, and I'm just like, yep. I don't know what this is in character. I have no idea what this is in character, but I'm like, please do not antagonize this. Orange like, light emanates oh, no. from the, the depths of a chasm. I did it because Kelly was like talking about the lab. I'm like, okay, I want to see. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm, you. Yeah. Uh, so, Kelly's doing a lot of you know little suggestions. So I'll poke my head in and go, nope, and I'm back. So out. you want to <laughs> you want to hear this is written? Uh, a yeah. Baylor sleeps in molten lava. If it is attacked, the demon wakes. The characters who have no chance of defeating this powerful demon in combat must flee or die. Wow. Oh. See, in a in a module, like, and I we we've talked about this off camera of like, ro- like save or die situations. Oh are so frustrating and especially for new players are mm. going to be very frustrating Nobody and likes like to feel I, I know 
exactly and i think mm -hmm. it was um angel in the chat had said like one of their players this is their first their mm. first ever game mm -hmm. and they're loving it like yeah you're gonna get people that like that because these are the people that play elder what's the elder elden ring elden ring oh yeah yeah, yeah. You know, like there's people that like playing yes. disaster games that they are going to constantly feel helpless and that's fine, like to each their own. Mm. But like the average player who's, again, used to critical role is See, going to be frustrated. I, I would argue that rooms like the Baylor are not save or die. They are fuck around and find out rooms. And I think for That's new fair. players, fair. fuck around and find out rooms are great so long as you <laughs> let them escape by the skin of their teeth maybe yes. with their asses yes. on yes. fire and and like with yes. one hit point you know permanent scars maybe you you cost mm -hmm. them like a tiny limb or something like that they lose a toe Fair. yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. but it's but again it's, that's putting that's putting the onus on the dm to know that that's true that's true it's Sorry, also Caitlin. more interesting to watch because because we are doing this for a stream and I feel that just Saver dies, it's much more fun to watch the characters struggle and then die. Yeah. But just like, yeah. oh, you're at full HP and just fucking yeah. done. Like, that's just not, it's not, fun. I find it's not fun to play because you're like, oh, I couldn't do anything. And it's not fun to watch because you're like, oh, well, I guess that's that. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. It's way more fun for the struggle, both and, ways. And, and situations like the Baylor with a new player, um, that could, that can, very easily go the other way even even if you like kind of make it as a fuck around and find out room mm -hmm. uh because especially if somebody's like brand new to something um they're already going to be probably pretty nervous about it in the first place and mm -hmm. uh, especially if they're playing with more experienced uh uh people on top of that and uh um I, I i can see even even it being like a um like causing them some harm depending on like to the character or whatnot for fucking around and finding out that that could still actually be a bad experience for someone and needs to be handled very carefully and you need to know the uh what the other person's like and what they enjoy and um I, sure. I would definitely with the like contrast between like how um jagao was and even just uh like i i know as soon as we came into the city of uh Bazazan, the tone shift the tone yeah, was, it, it was just like, like it was just like oh this is this is not a good place like this is okay all right like this is a we very it felt gifts. like a very different uh yeah yeah it, it, it felt very very different and then like just going in there like you know i i do enjoy uh mm. games that uh kind of compared a little bit elden ring pretty yeah. uh once i found my jam pretty easy um but it was uh it was still um it was difficult like, right uh like to get there and you know, a lot of people get discouraged by that kind of stuff. So I, I, I would just be careful. Yeah. And I think like, I think my, my issues with Betrayer's Rise came again from the, the assumption that I had made that this was going to be a long dungeon. So I wasted my abilities and I, I did not strategically use my, my yeah. spells and like stuff like that. So it was like, ah, shit, I am not, like, we are, I am wrecked. I've used all my hit dice. And it was one of those yeah. moments where it's like, shit, I, this is, a, this is a lot. We're, we're closer to the end than I thought we were. But like, if we're in, coming into any sort of fight, like Keiko's going down in, in a hit and I not coming back up kind of thing. And so that was my kind of, my regret was kind of the, oh shit, I assumed and I should have been a little more careful with my spells and abilities as a bard. 
Yeah. So, and and the thing is that the, giving you a long rest inside of here makes the final encounter really, really easy. Um, because the the final encounter, so the, the structure of this is, you go through Betrayer's Rise, you make it to the big statue, you go through its stomach, and you show up at the, um, at the prayer site to Evandra. The jewel awakens into its second stage, and then the rivals show up. Now, here's the thing. If you have not been following our version of the game, the characters are, are on really good terms with the rivals overall. Like, I would say friendly yeah. plus. One of them yeah. is like there mm -hmm. a pair of them are like kind of dating, sort of. Like Zarya is kind of dating one of them. <laughs> There's like some tension, like romantic tension and friend tension there. Uh, and just some really good yeah. stuff like that. They give mm -hmm. you three options. So basically, uh so Aloysia shows up and she's all like, <clears throat> Now if you would simply hand over the jewel, we can all get out of here without spilling any more blood. <clears throat> right like one of those things and then there, there are three options okay this is not spoiling things going forward in our campaign uh so friendly rivals which is kind of how it started io congratulates the characters for reaching the prayer site and awakening the jewel <laughs> nice job guys <laughs> i guess we can get out of here now right something like that the rivals not only allow the characters to keep the jewel but also offer to help them return to bazuzan aluisa is shocked by their betrayal okay fair Indifferent rivals. The rivals try to knock you out and take the jewel rather than just kill you. And then hostile rivals. I and this this is weird because listen to this line and tell me if this sounds like any version of Io that you have seen played to on in in our game at least. Io strides to the edge of the crater and snarls. <laughs> I guess this is the end of your hunt, huh? The rivals attack to kill. Oh, it's like. So I can see a lot of a lot of games where it would devolve into the the antagonistic version, right? The 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 angry version, the the killer version. The friendly version and the indifferent version. If the friendly version means that from there, so if if from there, um, Eloisia carries a satchel a satchel that holds three teleportation tablets, uh, and. Uh, if the characters retain possession of the jewel, she loses her temper and begins ranting on her next turn. Midway through her rant, she pulls out a scroll of earthquake from her belt, which she casts as an action on her turn. She then flees up the passageway, dropping two teleportation tablets while she rummages through her satchel. A huge chunk of stone mm -hmm. falls from the ceiling behind her, separating her from the characters, blocking the only exit. Uh, on her turn, she teleports out. The characters get stuck in the gem space and then have to teleport out or break their way out. And if Maggie's there, it's a little easier. Um, it mm. takes characters with a combined Maggie. strength of 70 <laughs> to clear the rubble. Oh, combined 70. And it takes them 10 hours. Oh, wow. get out of there. another 10 hours. And then you have to like go During an through the whole... Then yeah. get up, yeah. trails rise. If you survive yeah, real quick, again. so if you couldn't tell, I completely rewrote the scene. I was like, screw <laughs> okay. it. For one, you guys have just rested. So what I needed, I needed two things to happen. I needed the DMPC to be on his last legs. So I made him. Mm. So for one, he, he trances. You guys have to sleep. It made sense yeah. for him to to like keep watch while you guys slept. So then, boom, I made sure that he was on his last legs. I'd used a bunch of his abilities while you guys were asleep. You know, he he didn't regenerate hit points, right? Boom, easy. Mm -hmm. Once we got in there, this is a holy site of Evandra. So technically, you could argue that it is immune from the corruption of Betrayer's Rise. Fuck it. 
you left the door open. Nobody said that they tried to shut it. Nobody said that they thought they could shut it. No one even mentioned the door after they walked through it. So I was like, oh, I forgot cool. about it. Exactly. Everybody forgot <laughs> well, about we, it. We were trying to, to we're sneak like, away from the, the gloom stalker. So just slamming a oh, door right. would have brought attention. Yes, it would have. I, I thought about the door. I, double, I, I, doubled, I planned about. everything. Uh, yeah, no, I was thinking about the door. I'm like, there's no way I'm fucking slamming a door with a gloom stalker right no way so but you left that door open now here's the thing i rolled for reinforcements and there were tons of reinforcements that were coming uh after rooms you cleared out but there were also ones that were coming behind the rivals who reached it through yeah. a different passageway because it's a nexus like and there's another passageway that leads there because it's it's chaos magic right it's you know they walked into a vending machine on on you know it's like or, the Scooby-Doo chase scenes. Exactly. Yeah. Different different yeah. doors. Right? <laughs> oh my so God, yeah. I needed something climactic. And what that was is I had monsters show up. I had the door be open. So a bunch of reinforcements were like, ooh, what's in here? Uh, and I was like, I'm going to try to get that jewel. And against all odds, I was lucky enough that one of the monsters that showed up was a Gloomstalker. And I looked down at its sheet, and I hadn't planned this. I honestly hadn't. I had planned the big fight. I had planned the drama. I planned the earthquake. I had I had long set up, you know, the the knife throwing the you know if you the the the, the knife yep. thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which I wish I'd moved my figures a little differently because I was worried about narrating, and it just it. I know someone's gonna leave a comment about that about how how would Valas have been hit by the in your mind the, the the map is for for benefit of play not for benefit of narration, yes. um, um, but the Gloomstalker having the paralysis scream was the that was accidental. I was literally the Gloomstalker showed up randomly and I looked down and went, oh, it's a present. <laughs> And that allowed her to get it. Now, that doesn't mean that it's gone for good. I guarantee you're going to catch that bitch because you kind of have to for the plot to work. So uh, enjoy (laughs) hunting her. And I assume maybe killing her and being jailed. Oh, bitch, I'm about to go hunting. This is what I do. Can you say that like Everyone's Bitch, I'm going hunting. Going hunting. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> it's gonna be great now you take take uh if you get a new favor terrain take cities because you're gonna be in a oh. no yeah. i just took deserts did you just take desert i mean mm. yeah in, i just got you're it going to Ancarel. like oh, that's Ancarel. does that count as a desert? it's, it's in the same. desert now does that count does urban count as, right? we'll have to double check that uh, urban like, urban is one yeah urban is one uh, maybe maybe swap it Maybe swap it. Maybe we'll talk. Maybe, maybe we'll just talk. maybe just swap it. Maybe I didn't see maybe it on your sheet. Um, <laughs> by, by, by the way, um, I I want to say any DMs that are watching this, I really strongly say if you have characters like like Krista's Ranger that have region specific or monster specific things, work with them. Don't let them just be like, I pick dragons as my favorite enemy. There's not a dragon in this thing. Do you know what there are? <laughs> Aberrations out the ass and some monstrosities Wait. and some fiends. We're like, playing a game called Dungeons and Dragons and there are no dragons? There's like, okay, that's not true. There's the, this, I feel the... betrayed. <laughs> oh no, it's an... It's... My expectations are not being met. Is there a dragon? <laughs> there... Dungeons there... We did do a dungeon. Be... It's Dungeons and Dragonborn. 
Oh, there's a dragon that. turtle. There's a dragon turtle. Oh no, it's oh, okay. Horizon oh, back towards us. I was wrong. Right. Never mind. Oh, oh, damn it. Okay. We're out. All oh, right. there's Get... a dragon mentioned. There's a dragon Ooh. mentioned. There is a dragon mentioned. Oh, okay. There's a dragon mentioned. Redeemed. Uh, redeemed. So redeemed. as you're looking through this, um, like change it uh also if you were watching our show uh or if you're not watching our show uh what i did is the players camped out overnight and i used this opportunity to uh and by the way get consent from your players on things like this uh because it can be kind of rough uh i ran uh the idea was if you're sleeping in a place that's infested by the abyss it's going to try to corrupt you it's going to try to get into your head so i ran nightmare scenes for each of you yeah. uh that were written specifically for you because i had someone in the chat earlier was like did were those in the module <laughs> nope you think the module's gonna be that mean <laughs> the module's not that mean <laughs> right the module the module is smarter I mean... than to be that mean i think and you see i i think like hmm. my i know we spent like a couple of sessions in the uh dungeon i think uh like the first one like okay you know what uh bunch of combats dungeon crawling like not always my favorite thing but like as soon as you like do the freaking like nightmares and everything it's just like <laughs> yeah here it is <laughs> yes I here it is and and then and then the way you ended it with like oh my gosh like Ballas's last echo like pushing Dorlin out of the oh, way I was just like yeah. oh my god the hurt the hurt's so good yeah. <laughs> my super like emotional close scene with, yeah. with Ballas going over yeah. everyone's oh. instrument oh, well, and oh that boy be, like, maybe he's getting character development better take out the life insurance policy oh. <laughs> Being in yeah because the time in Bazazan I, I did really enjoy like that's where all, cool. all of my good yeah. points for this chapter like I loved and again like that was a lot of really good character stuff like I know we kind of said that like we spent a lot of time getting to know the rivals and then we really did get time to know kind of each other and we got a little bit more opportunity to interact with each other and like I, I think Sabina interacted with Ballas quite a bit but also mm. tried to interact with other people but like I feel like we got a lot of character stuff out of everybody well, in we Bazazan. finally separated from the rival party which i think kelly did yeah. a really mm -hmm. good job with that because naturally yeah. we were a nice party and clung on to them throughout friends, chapter right? one and two and it was good but kelly did a really good job of splitting us up so you mm -hmm. didn't have to play a thousand and twenty yes. npcs yes. but you and also <laughs> let us interact as a party together yes and i think something that was uh, makes this character or this group a little bit different from a lot of uh stereotypical uh uh groups is uh we don't seem very wealth motivated yeah like, uh, as, really. as yeah. characters which that is quite different from a lot of uh, uh other games which i think uh shifts things a little bit Oh yeah, we were like, well, fuck off, Eloisa. We want to help people. Yeah, yeah. right. So, I felt money. I felt so <laughs> bad about that. I felt awful for doing that. And then, I but then we found out she it. was. Well, yeah. then she felt horrible, or she ended up being a horrible person. So I was like, yeah. okay, I don't feel so bad yeah. anymore. Justified. <laughs> I was like, well, we can we could make a quick buck and scam this person by also helping, but then they turned out too bad, so it was fine. <laughs> 
But I was just like, we're just like, oh, why? We can make money if we can make 200 gold off this person. Great. I remember Robin saying that she was mad at me about it. (laughs) I was having one of those days where, like, you just had, like, a bad day at work. And so, like, you just come and this is one of the things where, like, I can't separate this from the character right now. Myself, Robin and the character were the same person. Well, it's funny because we were talking last night. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is exactly, I said the same thing about which light last night. Yeah. Throwing a fireball. Yeah. You guys need to work on your bleed. (laughs) So, let's see. Um, So, let's go through some of these these questions. So, Nightmares Were Not in the Book, Nacro. Uh, uh, Let's see. Uh, From which light to Tomb of Annihilation? I've never ran Tomb of Annihilation. How hard is it to run? Uh, I'm going to say it's probably a six. It's probably a six difficulty to run, maybe a seven with the number of NPCs. Um, your mileage may vary. Um, how hard do you think it is to play? Give me a number. Uh... Oh, actually, GM Workshop says that the rival system in this module is leaps and bounds better than the Strixhaven relationship tracker. Uh, I, I was just saying that I'm I'm interested. Hmm. I'll I'll be interested to see the difference. Uh, so it's pretty good because it shows their development over time. It's pretty nice. Do I calculate the encounters? Nah. <laughs> I I am of the I'm I'm I I believe in a more theatrical approach to role playing games rather than a hard numbers approach. Um. So um the the encounters are already set up inside of this, and I am of the opinion that that encounter tracking and challenge rating are at the best incredibly vague guidelines that don't really work. They're more like guidelines instead of rules. Like I was on a <laughs> I was on a chat with somebody. I forget. I was on a on a show with somebody doing like a like a roundtable talk, and they were talking about how their their like first or second or third level players went up against like um, an adult dragon, and I'm like, and they beat it, didn't they? And they were like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, because <laughs> <laughs> they had like five or six PCs, and it's like someone rolls a natural. Mm. It was like last night we were going yeah. over the the Jabberwock oh, and yeah. Wild Gun the Witchlight, and I'm like, you got like Christine's character could have taken she could have soloed that in five rounds if she if if I if I had rolled poorly, she yeah. could have soloed it. If yeah. if you somehow didn't roll well to destroy her in that interim yeah. absolutely yep and i always i yeah. roll very badly i'm i'm not good at rolling unless my dice are either on or off there is there is mm. no middle ground i'm either having a really off <laughs> night or i am wrecking you and i'm I, it's it gets to the point where i start to feel a little bad about it and i'm like i'm, I'm really sorry but this is my sick like it was like what three games ago i got like 17 nat 20s in one session oh or something my like that. god it was it was <laughs> nether right yeah you were rolling it was so nether deep i think 20s. i think it was two oh, games yeah. ago and I was using the the Norse Foundry wrecked. dice, and they just kept dorktail dorktailsing yeah. like dorktails. It was dork-tails. like it was like, insane. It was like, oh uh, my god. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. It I I guess you're meant to die here. Um, yeah. Well, that's that, using Norse spells to be a ever. Place. Uh, and it is. It's like you'll just come back as as like zombies. It's fine. Um, it's so. Uh, so let's keep going. Uh, Trezelto. So was Valis's death planned since the beginning of the campaign? No, no, not at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, totally, totally. I telegraphed the entire thing. Um, I, I feel that when you have something like that, uh, and it's not done. The plot's not done just because he's dead. Like his story will, Valas will continue. Um, there, there's there's more to the story beyond just death because that's that's the easy road. Um, 
But if you want something like that to happen, there are two ways to do it. One is just let it happen. Um, but I personally think the better way to do it is to start foreshadowing and start setting up things because you have to lean on it hard enough. You have to lean on the character connections long enough and hard enough that you'll you'll get the correct reaction, right? You you have to you have to put in. You the need work. him to show a picture of his kids before he gets right? shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, I got one more day till drow retirement, right? Exactly. Yeah. Oh my god. So yeah. um, can't you, wait to go home back overseas. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you you get, get that. Um, and it's difficult and you don't have to telegraph when the death is going to be, but you do have to like, know around. I knew, I knew how the death was going to be the moment he and Irvin had the argument. I'm like, cause originally I was like, oh, he'll probably die in the confrontation for the jewel. I have no idea how. And I'm like, oh, well, I know exactly how now that was an entirely organic scene that I was just like, well, there we go. I guess Irvin's yeah. going to kill him uh, because I, because also I needed something to drive a wedge between the two parties. Right. And Irvin's so th dagger. Irvin's dagger is Literal. the wedge. Right. And yeah. so it's, it's going to be that even if you make friends with the other party, there's always going to be that there. That's always that going to yeah. Right. And it's, it's going to get even worse because I know what a couple of you are planning at the beginning of next game, which I'm not going to say. So, um, what did well, I do with see, the I dagger? Well, see, I could even see that. I could even see that being an interesting, interesting wedge between us, mm. because Zarya was mm -hmm. very close to Irvin, but maybe not as close to Valis. Like, I feel like there mm -hmm. wasn't a ton of Zarya Valis interaction. So, like, that can almost be like we're all pissed at Irvin, and Zarya is like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Like, I can, yeah, I don't know that if that's the way you're going to go, yeah. Caitlin, uh, but like, I could see no. that. Yeah. <laughs> so, but like, that, that could, like, that could even maybe, like, that could foreshadow that. And like, who knows if that'll go that way. But I know, I know Chris is desperate for us to get at each other's throats. Well, and so. even, even in the chat right now, the chats, the chat's starting to argue with each other now a little bit too. Like Eolus is, oh. and they're like, "Well, but it wasn't on purpose. It's that he exactly. threw the knife, and then the portal vanished. Yeah. But Valus was right behind it. It was an accident. It's like, was it? Was it? Oh, I, I, I gotta was admit, it? when uh, when the uh, when we were on our way to Bavazan, and there was that encounter, and like Urban was like screwing up his shots, I was just like, "Oh, this is how Kelly's gonna drive a wedge, like between us, like the tension, like like the, them arguing, getting into a fight. Like obviously yeah. they did not get along and were butting heads, mm -hmm. and uh, I didn't see it twisting into what it did though. Like with uh, like that that you turned you turned that encounter into like such beautiful foreshadowing of uh, yeah. what was to come, and mm -hmm. like it was uh, and I it, when it happened, it was just like. Oh my God! Yeah. Oh, of course. This is how it's. Yeah, it's, it's, it's my George. It's my Georgia R. Martin thing, right? It's my. It's my yeah. red I, wedding. Yeah. That is also a very. I feel like that's a really good thing, Kelly. That you did is so like we were kind of talking about like how if your players don't want to be mad at the rivals, how do you make them organically? That's it. Like you, you have to do something yeah. that is that does enough damage like that's that's a really good way of throwing that wedge in is having two npcs that cause yeah, the clash. rivalry and mm -hmm. then you as a player are then invested in making it a rivalry instead of a friendship well and, and that's like 
pro move. I don't care if you end this as friends, but I need you guys not to travel together. Yeah. yeah. Is, is basically what it <laughs> yeah. is. I need you guys to be separate because if yes. you're not separate, I'm running like 15 people plus the monsters and it turns into the Kelly show. And yeah. And as much as I adore some of the comments I've gotten on YouTube where it's like, oh, look at, look at Kelly throwing his back out. I, I like my back. It's already bad enough this week. I, I, it's too much work. more Maggie and Dermot and the rest of them. Eh, actually, yeah. it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Galsaria can take a walk. I like Galsaria. and Galsaria can sit quietly in the corner. I actually like all of them. Like the, the, they're, they, they're they all pretty feel nice. very distinct. Uh, even like yeah. Dermot and Maggie, who uh, have quite a lot of uh, personality traits, I think, uh, that are similar. They they all feel very distinct. And like, on top of the all the other NPCs that you have to do that we encounter, like, I, that, that's a lot. Yeah. I think it's a, 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 you've set it up a really nice way because like me as a player, I know like, yeah, we need to not be like, super best friends forever with the other rival no. party because it's a lot of work <laughs> for you and probably not how this module is designed for because we're weirdos and, and want to be best friends with the rivals <laughs> even though they're called rivals in the book um rivals like in an anime yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah that's they push each other forward and then in the and then in the end they just you know they're they their friendship but i think it'd be a really good way to like naturally like so this potential like we're not gonna travel together kind of thing because i don't want to like metagame through it slash perform it or find it like make my character make keiko not want to travel with them we're gonna see what happens next episode no. but keiko's not thrilled <laughs> but she, but she, she screamed into the portal as she left she's not happy yeah so if you guys end up continuing to travel with them if you work it out i'm gonna play this organically i'm gonna be 100 percent with you i'm gonna play this organically and if you manage to repair that bridge enough that you, you would travel together we will have to be adjusting the mechanics of it yeah um we've talked about it before the idea of having you run the rivals um like uh for combat, combat wise like i could do i could probably do the uh the role play side of it by myself but running in combat it's just too much and it separates your turns yeah. way too much because it just turns into me rolling a lot of dice and when i'm rolling for more than 20 characters i'm gonna be honest i don't care about the results like it's at a certain mm -hmm. point it gets too much um, yeah. but if we did it so that you ran them in combat, it would be with, I would have to make sure that every person got, cause it feels like every, in an ideal world, every rival would be the antithesis of another character, right? Mm. You'd have your specific rival, mm -hmm. right? Uh, so, uh, like Dorland. I definitely think about this a lot. Yeah. Sorry, cleric versus cleric, wizard versus... Yeah uh probably artificer uh io versus probably keiko uh and sabina maybe sabina versus maggie or sabina versus versus urban would be like the the kind of like striker angle but i would want to make yeah. it so that you didn't play mm. the person who was connected to you who was opposite to you mm. right so mm -hmm. and then you would not be allowed to share their stats with anybody else but you because that way there's some mystery, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so um, just as... a quick thing, um, Scully and Jay in the chat is just asking what we're doing. Just a heads up, normally in this time oh. slot, we are doing actual play. Sure. Um, tonight, we're just doing a quick breakdown of our sessions. So 
Yeah, we just finished the chapter. Next week, if this isn't for you. <laughs> yeah, so basically, we're we're Give going through costumes. this book right here, Call of the Nether Deep, and we're talking about how to run it, and 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 like what things that if you're running this game, you might come across and might be difficult for you, or as a player, might be difficult. But spoilers abound, of course. Um, yeah. Okay, so. But welcome, um, welcome. Definitely check yeah. uh, if you want to see all the stuff we do. Go to our YouTube. Like seriously, go. Go yeah. seriously. <laughs> it is, yeah. See you next week. That sounds good. Go to our YouTube for now. Go go check out some of the costuming games at YouTube.com/slash/dorktales. Yeah. Or just click this link. Boop. There we go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but good uh, to have did you. Did you want to do another question? Yeah. So, and that was on the question of uh, random equinox asked. I feel the rivals had less screen time than in previous chapters. Um, if you can call the journey to Bowser's End a chapter, you it actually is. It actually is. Uh, the leave taking is a chapter. Was that intentional yeah. to lessen your mental load or to direct more attention on the players? A little bit of both. Um, they are much lessened inside of this chapter. Uh, so at at the beginning of the chapter, so you show up right when the trouble with the um with the gibbering mouthers is here. Uh, and the way that it works is uh, the characters can either fight or run away. If they run away, the rivals end up having to take the brunt of it and end up getting really wrecked and mm. and having mm. and like that drives a, another wedge between you because they they got hurt trying to do your uh, uh, trying to Pick do your work slack. for you. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what I decided was, well, hell, why don't we just make this encounter bigger? Which seems to be what I keep doing to everything in this. It's just let's make it worse. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> Why not? Because so, this wasn't hard enough. <laughs> it wasn't hard. Well, not with ten of you, right? Like the trip yeah, two yeah, was was yes. not. Um, so what I did was um, I made it worse, and I said, "Okay, cool. I'm gonna roll and see which one of them gets. Do I guess the roll see which one of them gets hurt? Uh, I O aftermath." Uh, I think, I think it's that Io gets hurt. If Io was gravely wounded in battle, if they, if you ran away, uh, Maggie carried Io to the infirmary where she is treated by Dermot Werder, Irvin, and Galsari had linger outside the infirmary, concern for their group's future. So I kind of, I, I kind of gave that half credit. I had her be quite wounded by the gibbering mouthers. Yeah, uh, and basically gave the entire party a bit of shell shock like yeah. gave them a bit mm -hmm. of a, like a, a little a, a little a little ptsd spice basically a little like a little trauma for it because these are just regular adventures you guys are fighting gibbering mouthers for the just salt bay. yeah trauma bay trauma bay that is you trauma bay i'm trauma yes, bay kelly is trauma bay Trauma bay, we need like especially. a twenty kilogram bag of salt. Where's Professor Multiverse? We need salt bay. I need, I need yeah, yeah. yeah. Professor Multiverse, give me that's, trauma bay. That's really funny because I, yeah. I was thinking in my head be alive because uh because yeah. it's hospital stuff, right? <laughs> I was thinking about the ward as well. Oh god, stick your hands in. Um, <laughs> so I, I split the difference because I was like, these guys are adventurers. This is their first time against something of this nature, and. So, yeah, exactly. So GM Workshop is saying as well that Io failed to save from the Gibbering Mouther and had serious doubts about her abilities and had profound impact on her. So she is very rattled, um, which is yeah. why, in, in my mind, that is why she took the contract from Aloysia is that you guys went into, yeah. went into there like nothing happened. 
And mm. she's doubting herself so much that she's willing to take a bad deal that feels like a bad yeah. deal because her confidence is so shaken. And Irvin just wants yeah. to prop her up and Galsariad wants to go and learn. And Maggie and Dermot just want to keep the party working. So they're willing yeah. to basically stay in a bad marriage to, mm, to keep yeah. everybody together for the kids, right? And yeah. and that's so it, I I I've been trying to really psychologically like to go into the psyche of the characters and really make it work. Yeah. Um but uh it is it is a bit uh it is a bit. It is a lot. Um also a couple of things well, in here. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say I feel like uh, what you hit were saying about like if they if the party runs away, they get stuck fighting the gibbering mouthers and that drives a wedge. I felt like that kind of tied into what GM workshop was asking about like are there other spots you saw that could have naturally created a wedge? Sure. Well, let's go through this. So that? uh mm -hmm. so if they stick together, uh natural places um in theory, Irvin could be at the corpse disposal at the crematorium. Uh, and I want to apologize real quick. Um, as I was describing this, is the crematorium I used, I called it the incinerator at times. Um, that's partially because they're using it to burn demons as well. And it seemed like a better word to me. But I realized after the fact that like that might have some connotations that I did not intend um mm. so uh i i did want to say oh, i've talked about this a bit in the discord with with several people and just how like that does kind of have a historic precedent oh. Sorry, there's a motorcycle revving outside um, <laughs> I it was yeah. a dragon story. <laughs> yeah it's it's like the dragon anyway. that we talked about in this book it's here <gasps> um, where is it? it's outside my window apparently yes uh, but i did want to say <laughs> sorry about the misspeaking there that wasn't intentional by any stretch and uh um, yeah yeah, but I just wanted to address it real quick because I like to own up to my 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 blunders. Um, so I guess they like they could have tried to grab the box. It's kind of a weak one. Uh, could have uh, there could have been a great argument in the infirmary. Uh, there could have been a moment at the wall where uh, someone asked them to put something at the wall, or maybe one of them had someone who died elsewhere, or maybe one of them knew knew someone in Bazozan that they were going to meet. Like like Urban could very easily be like, oh yeah, wastewater. One of my cousins is here. He signed up with the uh, uh, with the Aurora watch not that long ago. Oh my God, this is his watch, right? Yeah. Um, so something like that could easily be there. Um, could Gable... they? Could could we or they could have run away on our way to Bazozan? Like maybe like something gets too tough and the rivals run away and you get stuck fighting a thing by yourself. Totally. Would that yeah. be a thing? Maybe. Yeah, you guys could have been separated in the wastes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, th I mean, there are some things in the wastes. Like, there's one where a bunch of bandits show up and they basically like rob you. They they you they force you to pay them protection money. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, but there were ten of you, and I'm like, yeah. There are only ten bandits to show up. I'm like, I am not running twenty bandits plus five six NPCs. <laughs> You know, it's yeah. not. It's not. No, I am not doing this. Which is too bad because they're hilarious bandits. Like they're really fun and I really liked them, but it was like, yeah, yeah, I guess I can't. Uh, <laughs> well, and, and I think, I think GM workshop makes a good point of like, I think the fact that we won and were mm -hmm. gracious winners made it a little easier. Yeah, it did. Judgy friends. Mm -hmm. But if they won and were not gracious winners, that might've been a little easier to make us not like them. <laughs> 
It's true. true. Um, you also could have had a confrontation in the Gatehold Barracks, uh, like a friendly rivalry there over drinking, fighting, etc. that goes a little too hard, you know? Uh, Irvin is hard drinking. He could easily do something stupid. Io could out brag and do basically hit a little too hard, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, Maggie could absolutely be prejudiced against inside of there because of her, her background as an ogre. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, less possible, less common in in Bazozan and like and Zorhas in general. But you know, who knows? Maybe they don't like ogres. They like maybe orc is the biggest that they allow. You know, um, the the ready like room. Goliath is sad. <laughs> the Goliath is sad. Uh, the ready room oh. could be a good place for a drinking contest that kind of becomes. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of places in here where you could separate them. You could also yeah. easily have them bump into each other in betrayers rise and have them abandon each other either by choice or by um by saving throw fail Baylor. Rem <laughs> well Baylor, <laughs> re remember that as a dm you can just flat up decide if a if a npc fails a roll like you don't have yeah. to roll for it if you if you don't want to if it is dramatically appropriate your npcs are tools use them um so sometimes they fall in crevices the other thing is that if you are in <laughs> if you're in if you're in bazazan uh and if you're in betrayer's rise have the rivals attack them have have your players go into a room that's not on the map and the betrayer or the the pardon me the uh the rivals like show up and are like hey how's it going and then they start trying to kill them they're oh, illusions amazing. exactly you know and then they immediately bump into them inside of betrayer's rise like two minutes later and then try to kill them and they're like and then like you just gotta you gotta use these little moments to pick away at their friendship um yeah so let, let me see uh what else we got i have a question about the blood fount room the text says the orcs knows the player okay the, okay the blood fount rune is the worst thing in this module so far up. oh it's so good so, so are, are, are we sure that the gm workshop is not actually just an alt account of yours yeah. <laughs> this is angel this is angel rukai i'm sure my bad so Allow me to describe the blood fount. Let me let me flip into this. So you guys skip the room with the with the um, the flame skulls. Uh, so the blood fount, uh, blood font of the ruiner. So the way this is supposed to go, it is in a rectangular room. I've I've described this without maps so many times to like Christine and like other people on the team, just just verbally ranting about it. So it's a rectangular room, blood fountain in the center hallway that comes to the north hallway that goes to the south what you don't know is if you go to the south that is the demon pit that is the rift so it's just on the other side of that door go 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 get work on your tan okay um <laughs> okay now the way that it is written if you progress from the north a stone slab goes and blocks you from going into the room right this thing Right. But the, the point of this room is that it fills with boiling blood. And you can't get out because the doors are shut. Okay, sure. That's a great trap. That's a great encounter. But if you can't get into the room, it's a really bad encounter. Because the only other way into the room, unless you jumped down the thousand foot hole the moment you entered Betrayer's Rise, which takes you to the, the Abyss room, 
to the south is to go all the way around through this lightless corridor, which is a really bad puzzle, let's be fair, going, oh yes, the dark way, the purple way, or the red way. And you have to do the same thing three times in a row. It's it's repetitive and it it's mm. not it's not engaging, in my opinion. I think those type of puzzles I actually was like thinking like there's no way it can be like the dark right? one again. They're not gonna do this, or so I'm like, I but you know what? That's what Dolan's gonna think. So yeah. like, let's go in the dark one. Angel like, Angel right, made a point about the puzzles. Now? Yeah. What what would they say? Uh they said, uh, I dislike how many of the puzzles in the rise are there's oh. one way to do this. If they don't figure it out, the hint rolls are basically the answer. Like yeah, oh, it's yeah. The, the hint rolls or the players aren't thinking the way that you're thinking, so here's the way it is. Um yeah. so you go through the labyrinth, right? And then it, it goes into a crawl space that goes into the room. Now here's the thing. When I was reviewing my notes, I guess my ADD made me skip a bullet point. And that is <laughs> that the crawl space that you go through is 50, oh, pardon me, 45 feet up in the air oh. inside of the room. Okay? Yeah. So uh, I'm going to double check this. Do, 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 do. Crawlway so uh, is a three foot high opening on the back wall of the southeast alcove, 45 feet above the ground. Okay? Where you're looking down at the orcs bathing themselves in blood. Now, this means that it's not a challenge? Sorry, go ahead, Keiko. Go ahead. What's what's up? What's up, Robin? I was just wondering, if, does at any point in the module, because we're in theory on the same level, is there any point where it describes either the hallway sloping downwards or the labyrinth sloping uh, upwards? Yeah. Because we never, like, change level by going upstairs. The, the labyrinth is kind of like, the labyrinth does what it needs to do. Oh, there was okay. secretly up okay, and down. Okay, cool. Well, like, you, let, me, let me put it this way. Um, the room with the statue that you guys jumped into was not a thousand foot drop. It was a hundred foot drop, 120 with the floor. Meanwhile, mm -hmm. if you jumped the second you walked into Betrayer's Rise, it's a thousand foot drop into that was pit. There... So space and time is all, is all Stephen really Moffat. -y. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Stephen Moffat wrote this module. Okay. That's <laughs> no, Stephen, Stephen Moffat would have done a better job on this room at least. Um, so it's not a challenge because the the room doesn't seal because you can still technically get out through the crawl space after the room seals which is why if you go watch our playthrough midway through i realize that i missed a bullet point i'm reading that and i'm like you gotta be freaking kidding me are you okay guys here's the deal it's on the floor it seals too it's gonna make for a bet I, I think my actual quote is it's gonna make for a better fight a better scene so we're rewriting it right now yeah. Hmm. and, well, I, and like, I think part of that was like we were talking about like scooby doing it around a corner and it's like no this is a three foot high square 45 feet up so one of you can kind of see around this well and what would yeah. have happened is sabina would just could have just sniped them yeah, yeah. Just just there standing back yeah just standing back like in the yeah. in the crawl space are you done yet sabina are they yeah dead? exactly it, yeah. it, Let it me shoot a spell too, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. If, if it's if it's like, fifty foot range or higher. I have a lot of those. You know. Yeah, and ones then, that might have actually worked. And then inside of the room, <laughs> actually, I think Valas would have been the only one who could actually see them with his hundred and twenty foot dark vision, because they would be forty five feet down yeah. and like also like twenty feet to the left. Oh yeah, Keiko doesn't have oh, any dark fair. vision, so right. Keiko so Keiko would have just, like... well, and it's entirely happened, dark. Guys? So What's it's so you got Wait, so you, you got to adjust that. Pythagoras to fifth edition D and D. 
I have a theory, a game theory. Thanks for watching. Um, I, I would play D&D &D with Matt Pat. I would. Um, I would not let him do his own math, though. He would not <laughs> let him build his own character. He would, he would, he would hack it. You know, he would. Um, so that fight was, I really enjoyed that fight. It was really brutal. You guys survived just by the skin of your teeth, but you survived. Right. And that felt good to me. It felt like you earned that victory, right? Whereas a lot of the previous fights were total rolls because you had like NPC help. You earned this one. And, <laughs> and that felt good to me. I know that it was, there were some parts of it that were frustrating. Um, but the stone slabs that rise up, anyway, it's, it's just, the room sucks. The room, they, they, it, it feels like the conditions for this trap didn't make it through copy editing. Hmm. And hmm. as someone who's, who, who writes this kind of stuff from time to time, it probably did. It probably just slipped through the cracks when they were looking at it and they were like, Oh shit afterwards. And there might be an errata out for it. So uh, there's, so to answer angel's question hmm. um it says the player the orcs notice the player as soon as they enter do you think that should be changed or removed if characters have like super high stealth like their players do i i mean they're not omniscient they're just fiendish orcs so um i would say i would say one of two things they're in the middle of like a 20 foot wide pool of boiling blood so i think what it would be is they don't notice the players enter or the characters enter uh but i would also say that the the rogues uh or the stealthy ones might not notice that the pool is made of boiling blood right and so if they try to sneak up and stab them in the back they'll probably catch on fire or start burning mm. and will probably mm. scream. Now, if they sneak into the room and just start like, I, I think that they would notice after they got stabbed, I guess mm -hmm. is what I would say. Mm -hmm. Or when the other, or when they're, the interloper started screaming in pain from horrible damage. Uh, but yeah, I, were, I think uh, that. Hmm? They were pretty beefy too. Like uh, they, it took us, or at least it took us a while to take them down. So we don't, we don't have a lot of DPS yeah. though in this, uh, this party. Uh, but uh, it uh, they were uh, they were pretty beefy, so like I'm I'm not sure exactly what their hit points were, but I mean, as Kelly said, like NPCs can kind of do whatever you want, and so you know what, why not let them like have a surprise round against them if they manage to do that? Like, so Orc War Chief uh, CR four, um, uh, a they have ninety three hit points, so that's quite a bit. Um, they also have. Uh, Grumpsh Fury, uh, when they use, um, when they use a weapon attack, they do an extra D8 damage, and they can move, uh, up to its speed as a bonus action toward a creature, as well as do a battle cry. So they're pretty beefy. Mm -hmm. Um, every hit that they do is 1D12 plus 1D8 slashing, uh, and they get two attacks, which is pretty gross. They also, because they're fiends, uh, they're immune to a bunch of, like, for example, Caitlyn spells. So one of the reasons the fight <laughs> oh, went really yeah, rough is that you tried to hit them twice and twice in a row it was like, oh, yeah. well, they're, they're, they're possessed, they're fiends, um, and they're immune to yeah. fire and poison. So together, that leads to this being really rough. And then the blood fountain <laughs> overflows and does 2d6 fire damage to everything it touches. Yeah. And, it overflows and it, real quickly, too. Yeah. Oof. Like, 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had like a round before it overflowed. So the, you want to know how yeah. fast it goes? So the way it works is, um, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but when both ex exits are sealed, the blood begins to boil and overflow. I guess it wasn't boiling in advance. You could say that it was still on fire, basically, though, just for effect. Uh, rises at a rate of five feet per minute to a maximum depth of 45 feet. I had it go slightly more than that, so it was more urgent. Uh, so mm. I, I rounded up that it was going to raise, well, actually, no, I did the math. Uh, five feet per minute means that it is going up, what, eight inches a second or eight inches every six seconds or something like that. That's a lot. Sure. That's, sure. well, I mean, let's, let, we can do the math real quick. Uh, no, I, I believe you. So um i did the math in a calculator damn it i did it on the side i know i so it was I, i'm i'm not doubting you i said sure because i would not be able to answer that question i mean that's not the way that math works hold on i can only write formulas in excel <laughs> five times 12 so that's 60 inches so it'd be divided by it'd be 10 inches around uh, yeah so yeah. wow it's almost we... a foot around yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a lot of inches. That's more inches than I thought we had. Um, but hey, that's that's useful. Um, he was pleasantly surprised, and then she was on fire. Uh, she was she was unpleasantly surprised. She's like, "Oh no, boiling blood! I got some boiling blood for you, baby!" And then she got hit by an orc. Um, not like that. Maybe like that. I don't know. I'm not gonna kink. I'm not gonna kink shame anybody. Not the way I live my oh, life. Yeah, anybody's yums. Um. So yeah, there was um there was quite a bit of, of trouble, uh there. Uh, what else we got? Other questions? Blood Front Room. Uh, I think most players. The GM workshop says thinks most players would default to friendly competition sort of things. Not sure where you naturally drive. Yeah. So we talked about that one. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. do we talk about anything else inside of, let's see, hint rolls to annihilation nightmares in the book. Okay, cool. So, um, do I think it's written? Yeah. What's up, Krista? Um, I was going to ask about the, um, unfortunately the one part that Robin wasn't there for, but the, uh, the like vision stuff, um, that was something I really enjoyed. I liked, oh. I liked that part. Um, I liked going and talking to the Fearbolg and his little like garden thing. He's no, nice, I'm right? so sad. I yeah. missed that. <laughs> I was so sad. Yeah, it, mm. it, it was a very nice like that was kind of a nice little interaction that we had, and like it was it's it was part of what made Bazazan feel very lived in. Like, I agree. I think it's one of the one uh, of like the benefits the, the, the of the siblings. Game. Yeah, the 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 siblings. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's one of those things that plays to Matt Mercer's thing, right? Is he always has everything lives, everything feels lived in. Everything feels very lived a in. Million NPCs, um, and so I, that's that's I think why earlier I said like this feel that has the vibe of Critical Role, but if you're not careful, like if you don't have Kelly running it, it might not. We're gonna talk hit about that, that in a minute because <laughs> so. On that front, though, I do want to say that it does feel like like it does feel very Matthew Mercer, and this is something. So here's a peek behind the screen. Um, and we're not going to dwell too much on this, um, but as a professional dungeon master, which is a weird sentence to say to me still, uh, from me still, um, I found this module to run it as perform performative theater, basically for y'all who are watching, a little stressful, um, and it's 
it's something that I don't know if anybody who's running this for their home table is going to feel in a game, but I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, and that is, it is a condensed, heightened version of the Matthew Mercer effect. And it's not that it's like, because I've got, I've got people who, and this, I'm not, I'm not bragging. Okay. I really am not. I have people who are like, oh, you're our Matthew Mercer. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate that. That's lovely. Um, I wish I had his budget. Um, but, um, <laughs> you know, I, I think that that is that is absolutely wonderful to hear. But it's his world, right? It's the critical role world. All the players and all the extra writers on here, of course, contribute. But at the end of the day, it's trying to, with any other module, with, you know, Curse of Strahd or with um, uh, Wild Beyond the Witchlight, so many people have had their hands in that, who have had yeah. their hands in the Forgotten Realms, have had their hands in Greyhawk, have had their hands in all of these realms, that it is not any one person's vision. There is no way to get wrong Wild Beyond the Witchlight. Like, because yeah. it can be literally anything you want it to be. Whereas even though, yeah, obviously that is, you know, it's it's my game. I can do whatever I want. The rivals can all be pirates and this could all, they can all throw the jewel overboard when the Titanic hits the iceberg type of thing, right? <laughs> um, they, that, that can happen. But at the end of the day, this is one person's vision and it's one person's DM style that is kind of laser focused through this even though it's not written by him and mostly just probably signed off by him at the end of the day and probably brainstormed by him and that is really stressful and i want to yeah. say to any dms who are running this especially new dms especially new dms who are running this for critical role fans or are critical role fans themselves it's okay to be stressed about this it is okay to need to take a break and remind yourself that it's your goddamn game. And at your table, you are the one in charge. You don't have to bow down to this like idea of of a G, of a DM. And I think that I I know for a fact that Matthew Mercer would agree with that statement. He thinks you should run your own damn game the way you want to and have fun with it and that that at your table you are the DM. You are the good DM, right? Because you're the one running the game. Just, the best DM is the one that runs the game at your table. Exactly. I think he just wants, he just had made this world for that. And he wants to be able to give that world to DMs to use. And yeah, to play around in. Because maybe you, you don't have time and budget and people to help create this huge fleshed out world. So, right. hey, here's mine. You can play it. Here's all the lore that I've made for you here. So Matt's yeah. giving you that, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, I think you're right. It's, it's, it's the fact that it is Critical Role's Call of the Nether Deep that yep. it has Matt's name there. It's like, it's right there. It's right, right there. there. There it is. And I, I think it's one of the, the good things that is really key for, uh, I think, a table game is that you talk about that because mm. letting like a letting your players know like hey this is what i've realized and i'm you know it, it's good to let your players know about that because yeah it, stress can sometimes bleed out into it and some it could maybe lead to like a player going 
oh no have i done something wrong like why are you not enjoying this too because hey at the end of the day i like we want you to also have a good time as players we want your dm to have a good time and it's like yeah yeah on a, yeah so chris you had your hand up earlier though oh i want, I want to um, go to you no it was a it was it's a kind of a bit of a digression uh but you mentioned something about the rivals being pirates and that uh made me think like how would you adapt this into a nautical setting oh my gosh uh i can i can very easily see io ao as a pirate it's a pirate because of the javelin and yes, the water right. genasi uh here's a spoiler it's called the nether deep it's going to be a nautical setting before long <laughs> Just wait. Just, just wait just for it. Wait for it. You know what I would do? I would go like this. Ready? I would go like this, and I would go, eh. Uh, <laughs> and oh, then it's, there you go. I literally flipped to the nether page. Holy oh, shit! I literally flipped to nether oh, deep. I, with, I don't even have a tab. That was really ready. Zaneza deep. Very well done. Yeah. Good job. I'm a professional. Um, uh, on on, uh, I know uh, Angel made a comment about being that like they ran a homebrew Exandria game cool. as the only critter. I I am I am not a critter. No, you're I, a D twenty person D20 and an adventure zone superiority. person. I was only a little petty when everyone saw him running on uh, seeing Brendan Lee Mulligan run on Critical Role, and everyone's like, oh my god, Brendan Lee Mulligan's amazing. I'm like, yeah, Brendan Lee Mulligan's fucking amazing. Yep. Go watch Dimension 20. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're all amazing. Like, like Mercer, Abria, like, they're oh they're all great. Uh, also, um, um, oh god, I'm forgetting. Uh, uh, well, I was going to shout out Relics and Rarities, but fine. <laughs> oh, sure, also, also Darktales is pretty good. I hear Darktales is pretty good. Well, so this is this is what I mean. This is, what I, this is what I'm saying, is that, like, is I think, like, for me, I do feel like I'm missing out on a lot because mm. I don't know the backstory. I don't know what a vestige is. I don't know what the calamity was. Like none of this means anything to me, which is kind of like, I mean, it's, I get the same thing with the forgotten realms because I don't know anything about the forgotten realms. Um, but I feel like there's so much lore in the forgotten realms that when you have a module in that, it kind of gives you that backstory and it and does that, does that mm -hmm. work for you? Whereas I feel this module has kind of like expected things to mean things to you when mm -hmm. I'm like, what, what is this? What is, and I'm, Robin, what is this? What are we talking about, Robin? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should I have only knew about the calamity because I put, I put the, the knowledge of that into Zarya's background because of yeah. where she's from like what she was doing before meeting up with the group that's mm -hmm. the only reason i knew about that well and i kind of purposefully was like i'm gonna make a character that was raised by more bounders and <laughs> hasn't had societal influence on anybody and is from wild mount in the wilds so that i could kind of distance myself from that and not have to know any of the lore um but yeah it was it was definitely it was a little overwhelming and i think you're totally right kelly like this is the like, like and again i feel like this will be like so many critters sit down at their first mm -hmm. table expecting mm -hmm. their dm to be matt yep. not prepared to be everybody else at the table <laughs> yep. um, you know what if you want if you expect your dm if you if you want matt you better be travis 100 travis elevates every travis. goddamn scene yeah. he is in and yeah. is the loudest cheerer when anybody yes. else succeeds and is the yes. most you humble be when he travis. succeeds he is like one yes. of the best players i've ever seen on anything Ugh. 
Yeah. And he's no, handsome. No, 100%. And this, but this is the thing, is that you're going to sit down to this embodiment of the Matt Mercer effect. Yeah. And you're going to be mad and upset. <laughs> like... You need to sit down going, this is D&D. Yes, I will know the lore, but that's mm. all you should bring into this. Just bring into it as you can know the lore, you can know the backstory, mm. but this is your game. It's your game. And a, a <laughs> lot of what you're going to feel, if that comes up, is also just for you. Like a lot of it is going to be you internalizing stuff that your players might not even... Agree. When, I told, when I told them that I was having the Matt Mercer you know the matthew mercer syndrome uh everybody here was like yeah we we get it but why right like we get it but don't maybe try not to feel that way because you're wrong and that was very nice i love that that was wonderful i love you um but so a lot of it is going to be like the way that you internalize it so like check yeah. yourself before you get pissy because you can see me at the beginning of um two games ago as we're going through betrayer's rise like trying to run the dungeon the way that I think the dungeon wants to be run rather than how I want to run it. And it's a problem I often find in, in when I'm running modules is that I will go into the module. I'll, I'll try to give you them because I'm, I'm performing it as much as I'm running it. And I'm trying to make it be the, the, the penultimate or not penultimate. That's the second, but the, the er version of the module, right? Like the, the vanilla best version of it that could be, but the modules really work the best. And I said this at Witchlight last night, they are cake recipes, like they are box cakes. And it's when you add the extra ingredients that they actually sing. Like it's when you add the vanilla to the cake mix or the coffee or the sprinkles. Or the like, bears. Or did you know did you know that you are supposed to uh whip cake icing, like cake icing from a can? Yeah. I saw that what? TikTok. You're supposed to whip it. It's on the instructions. We've been eating it out of the can for our entire uh, lives for nothing. You're supposed to whip it. I was going to say, gets... the, correct, the correct way to do it is with a spoon right? into your mouth. Right? That is the correct the way to how I eat that icing. But yeah, supposeded, but you're supposed to you put it on a cake, you're supposed to whip it. You're supposed to whip it because then it makes it nice and fluffy. So, like, things like that. Like, be, like, once you get your hands on this, don't be afraid to change things. And yeah. if your players call Just you on it, why are they reading the, the damn book? Don't eat the module with the spoon. It's like when people call you and they're like, they're like, don't worry, guys. This monster only has 50 hit points. Well, he has 50 more now, bitch. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I, I, I am lucky that I have not had to deal with very many players like that. Yeah. You know? Um, you know. I, uh, I also, I want to say, this module so far... Uh, is one of the few examples where I will disagree with my advice at Witchlight last night, which was every every combat encounter in the Witchlight, give the enemies maximum hit points. Mm. Not average, like normally. In this one, it's fine. Don't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> it is, this, this thing is spicy enough. You don't yes. need to add the extra... Well, I think, like I said, like, like it, it feels like a second edition module. Like, Mm -hmm. it's out to kill you and yeah. and i mean that's where that's where the crit critters came like the critical role folks came from playing first edition they expected Cobalt deadly no mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i love yeah, Cobalt exactly. press's stuff but it'll kill you it'll kill you it, dead yes. oh my god it's brutal i remember With, yeah. a certain worm from Cobalt press the rhyme worm yes, is so good <laughs> by the way uh, kills you folks dead. i want to implore yeah. you 
I want to implore you, uh, if you like Dungeons and Dragons actual plays, go to our YouTube and go watch the Reign of Emery's. It's a homebrew campaign, but it will all make sense to you. It's like techno magic and a little bit steam, sort of magipunk, but you know, it's super good. It's super good. And I want to see those numbers go up. We have like 35,000 views on Witchlight episode one. I, I just want 5,000 views of Reign of Emery's one. It is. And, and because honestly, I don't know. I'm going to check right now. Our, our homebrews right are so you, you good. You talk, I'll check. I'll, you okay, you check, it. you check. Um, <laughs> like, go join it. Go join it. Uh, and if you do it, I'll run more. Uh, by the way, did I tell you that I came up with a sequel for Wild Beyond the Witchlight? I'll tell you that after I, yeah. I figured it out. <laughs> I figured out where it, where it goes. And it's Ooh. it's dark. It's real dark. <laughs> I'm gonna start writing it. I'm gonna start writing it for so DMs. You, so Guild. you did write Return to Oz, is what you're saying. Sir. Okay. I chose All a different right. it's a different place. <laughs> so are there wheelers? Is the question. Go <laughs> Robin, go ahead. <laughs> we oh, have amazing. um I, we need one more person to go watch it to reach 3,000 views on Emery's yeah. episode one. It's at 2999 right now. 99! 99! The problem is that it is over 60 hours long. Chandra, you got time. Go watch it. <laughs> you got time! <laughs> on, honestly, it goes by quick. It, it goes honestly, by quick. Okay, so when yeah. I've been looking for like clips and stuff, I've been digging through like Extra Life games. Mm -hmm. um, I just throw it on it two times. Y'all oh, yeah. are easy enough yeah, to understand. Yeah. I'm impossible to understand, but don't watch games with me in them. <laughs> then you're or, good. Or, or one and a half <laughs> yeah. times. I, I've yeah, started to listen yeah. to it one is... and a half times because it's it. Some of them can be long for like yeah. crit roll think... stuff. Like oh, that's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, go go start shards of nerd at the beginning. Yeah, do. <laughs> okay. Listen to that at ten times speed. Yeah, geez, yeah. Except for the swimsuit episode. While you're sleeping, so you'll just like absorb it. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. Uh, yeah, you honest... need to give me a, a list of of critical episodes. Critical. To, uh, critical episodes. episodes. Yes. <laughs> of shards to watch. Uh, well, the one with Beepo. Well, I've seen that one. Oh. Okay. The one piece of dark. I think that's the only one I've seen. The Beepo episode. Be quite honest with you, I think that's the only one that I the actually. Oh, so good. Oh, the how the the I did characters in that game, and I don't know anything about it. <laughs> Beepo's the chosen one. <laughs> Praise Beepo. Um, you but go watch Rain of Memory. Seriously, go 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 do it right now, <laughs> or go watch Mage the Victorian Age because those are both like yeah, super. They're watch super that. good shows. Uh, yeah. Content warnings abound. Actually, for both of they're pretty dark. Both of them. Yeah. yeah rain goes really dark at a time and yeah and victorian starts really dark because of the victorian era yes. um yep yes. they, they didn't have electric lighting yet it's real dark oh my God. Yeah. it's just all <laughs> gaslighting all the time <laughs> oh. oh my god oh, oh. oh, oh that's wow. so good that's what really the gaslighting good. joke <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Okay. You know what? I got. I got to tell you. The, Chris, Chris knows this. Chris knows this. The this old, illuminating. the Victorian era <laughs> vampire game. Victoria, Victorian era vampire the masquerade. Uh, the LARP version of that is called Vampire by Gaslight. Oh, <laughs> oh yes, yes, I have heard of this. But this is like 
20 years ago. So that's, yes. you know, before know the term yet. was really quite <laughs> as thrown around, even though, the, yeah. of course, the gaslighting is the very old. Um, all right. <laughs> the so was still being done. Yeah. You know, just also it never doesn't turn wasn't termed as much. Yeah. And the term has kind of gotten away from itself. I think it now is any yeah. disagreement a lot of the time. But um, so, folks, um, I think that's it for chapter three. Uh, go into it. Know that Betrayer's Rise is rough um give them hell uh feel free to attack them with monsters if you want it to be more dramatic um if your players are super rule based you will have to choose one of the incarnations of earthquake to hit them with i chose both because screw it i have drama <laughs> points that the chat buys me um yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, make it your own the best parts i think about mm. uh this were uh the interactions with uh, the people outside the city and then like the nightmares and what, what Kelly did with Vallis, which like uh, none of that, like I think was in the book. Like nope. Kelly said, the nightmares weren't there. And of course, Vallis wasn't, wait, Vallis isn't. Yeah. Vallis is your create. Yeah. Vallis is not so, um, he in, he's integrated so well. We're, we don't know. It been Vallis, Vallis, checking again. Timor or Cough medicine. Tibor. Yeah. Um, but uh it's uh, I, I think the best parts about uh, chapter three were the ones that you made it ours. Like you mm. added mm. in like that personal touch to things, and so don't be afraid to uh, um, add in things or edit things to like what your players will enjoy. Because I'm sure mm. if you're uh, running uh, running a game, you you like to see them having fun, whatever that is. <laughs> a little little trauma a bay pepper, in there. Little pepper grinder. Yeah. So with that in mind, um, we are going into Ankarel next episode. And that's not a spoiler. You guys know you're going to go to Ankarel yeah. eventually. So you are in Ankarel in Marquette. Um, and it is going to be rad, actually. The the opening of Campaign 3 of Critical Role, um, I've only watched the first like four episodes, five episodes of it. And it's it's really... It's a really cool city. It's a really cool setting. And I'm very excited to run it because it was actually like the the set dressing and the descriptions in episode one of that campaign were really great like they really were it was actually one of the things that i told you if you're going to watch one episode of it go watch mm -hmm. the first episode and just absorb the the vibe just absorb the vibe and it's a little slow but watch in double speed it's fine they they also mm -hmm. did it in later bits of vox machina and they actually did uh, yeah. i because again we kind of haven't watched i haven't really been keeping up for campaign three because i went back to campaign one to rewatch. we gotta to, sit down to and watch that Mach sometime Machina. i know but they did a a good chunk of it um in on corral for a bit and it was it's a cool city i am so excited once i listened to the vox Machina, i got really excited for well, for this because i think it's come up with some bullet points on what you want cool. us to do so excited after like betrayers rise and all the drama trauma everything just to like chill catch my breath for like a hot minute to you have know? like a shopping episode there's sand it's gonna yeah, it's gonna be like episode. we're in a tropical if resort yeah i was wondering is it is it warm because i might like style my wig to be yeah. kind of cute it, it is warm it is it warm is. <clears throat> i'm gonna do that allow, allow me allow me allow me <clears throat> welcome on the raid the gloom of Bazalzan gives way to the sunlight and warm winds of Marquette as the characters arrive in the metropolis of Ankarel. While they get their bearings in a new city on a new continent, the characters discover potential allies among the factions of the city and plumb the mysteries that await them. 
an investigation that culminates in an expedition. Into I need a tan and a pina colada. Yeah, you do. Right? <laughs> so, um, um, uh, yeah, uh, there, there's no, there's no uh, Jamansa Ord, is there in 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 Ankarel at the time? Uh, I don't know. We'll have to find out. J the Jaman Haraj. No, Jaman Sahord. <laughs> Jaman Sahord. Uh, there is there is a bodacious bodega. I know oh, there is. I'm excited to go see my love again. Cause oh, oh boy, uh, Keiko's a Keiko. Bit... What in God's name are you doing here? Wait, that's that's Matt Barry. Hold on. Yeah, that's yeah, Matt Barry. Just, wait, when did he become Matt Barry? Bat. Oh no, he's been bitten by a vampire. He's now a bat. <laughs> Well, there are vampires in this. It's oh, I've been doing the Matt Berry voice so much that I seem to have forgotten how to do Lucifer. Oh, hello, there that, he is. This sounds like oh, Matt. I was gonna say this oh. sounds. That sounded like Matt Berry doing Austin Powers. Hello, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. So, um, one thing that I do need you all to start thinking about, though, and this is un petit spoiler. Okay. Uh, but the spoiler, pardon me, that this chapter is designed in such a way that you are going to be competing or completing missions for a chosen faction. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you, by completing missions for your chosen faction, you're going to learn about uh, all sorts of things for the future. Each faction story track has like a number of missions um, and kind of like basically the entire chapter is three branching pathways. So you will need, um, you will need to figure out which faction you want to join. Um, after you can, you can do multiple factions. Like ba basically, it's like Dragon Age. You get like a I'll couple of that. adventures <laughs> with each faction if you want, mm -hmm. and then you have to join or not keep going in that faction. And you gotta pick. It's not like Fallout. You, you Who are we pick. gonna take to the prom? Who are you gonna take to the prom? Ah. You gonna take the, the prom? Mm -hmm. Um. So, a as you are, as you're looking at this, though. So the the factions, of course, are, um, that you can join up with. Uh, let's see. Uh, who we got? Who we got? We have the Library of the Cobalt Soul. So you could do some work for librarians you can join the con yeah you can join the consortium of the vermilion <laughs> dream with aloisia oh, uh, oh sorry your friend died here have get have <laughs> um have some or stuff maybe we should and just no we should do one mission to get close exactly that's exactly well, what we're just, we're just wreck, wreck her in general and her her standing in there yeah, you could totally. Um, so, and then finally, the last one is the Allegiance of the All Sight, which to appear in the past is to illuminate the future. Blah 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 blah. Uh, so to um, uh, to give you a sense of who's in who, um, uh, I guess the other characters do show up from the previous chapter. So that's not really much of a spoiler. I just imagine Zarya being like, "Yes, we will, we will, in, we will get in there, and we will destroy her politically." And then it's just yeah. her constantly like pulling Sabina from a ledge, who's like got an arrow on her, and then like pulling <laughs> pulling Dorlin away with a bomb, trying to slip it under her feet, and, and just grabbing just, like, Keiko by the axe. <laughs> and meanwhile, it's like I'm going to ruin her political standing. Why does this inkwell keep going dry? 
Dorlin, why do you want to <laughs> murder Dorlin Green? Oh, I want to murder one of your members. Yeah. Gosh uh, damn it, Dorlin. So, um, to, to give you a sense of things, uh, if you like Prolix Yusuf, you remember Prolix Yusuf? He spoke yeah, kind of like, like these. Uh, so he yeah. is the, uh, he's with the All Sight, the, the Alliance of the All Sight. Uh, question Good is things. with the Library of the Cobalt oh, Soul. I like Question. You remember Question? Like she spoke kind of oh. like Harley Quinn. Uh, and then Aloysia is uh, the Consortium of the Vermilion Dream. So you can join any one of them. Uh, but it kind of implies that the party should probably all join the same one. It doesn't... Kind of says you have to. Kind of doesn't. It's So um, tech, typically a character is associated with only one faction at a time. But if the characters want to change their allegiances or engage in espionage, they can try to join a second faction. Um, oh, so espionage, you say? Yeah, yeah I, 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 oh, I, I just feel, feel like our characters are not. I feel okay, if you if you are going with that option, can you please telegraph that to me in a little advance? Like, send me a send me a DM or something, because like that that's gonna be some extra legwork. Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, to give you a sense of how big Ankarel is, uh, who wants to guess? Robin, you're excluded. How? <laughs> Uh, give me to a factor of uh, just round to the nearest thousand how many people are in it. Price is right 100. rules. 100. Okay. All right. 24,000. Okay. Uh, 300. Okay. Uh, Caitlin, you have lost by Price is Right rules by going over. Damn. Uh, but only by 7,000. Oh, hey, wow. 293,500. Wow. Still close to that's that you're the closest but you went <laughs> over so dun, 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 dun. Um, I oh so there, there are also sub factions by the way as well just gonna let you know right off the bat uh there are minor factions so the hands of ord which are basically the city guard the scar bearers who are a bunch of mercenaries uh the sentinels of memory that are not the scar bears i know the scar bearers Oh, okay. uh, right. and the veil so there are four other ones a total of seven factions you can join um <laughs> and uh, and so on what what did i miss oh i just made like <laughs> oh we're, we're making first. star bear yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm a monster <laughs> oh is that the sun too long today guys that's fair <laughs> All right, so um, it's going to be a lot of fun. So start thinking about what kind of things you want to do. And yes. we'll figure it out from there. Uh, but folks, that's going to be a good place for us to end tonight. We hope you come back. What? Before we finish, I would like to read what Greg K. in our Discord just dropped uh, because it is wonderful and makes my heart feel very good. Um, right. Yeah, I've been trying to Greg grab taste it for the past 30 minutes, but my Discord's I not letting me. <laughs> All right, Greg I'm just going to read it aloud. Um, uh, I just wanted to stop by and say thank you to the Dork Tales crew. I found you when I, when I knew I would be running Call of the Netherdeep and did some research to see others who were running it. I fell in love with your gameplay. It easily inspired me to bring my players to this new world and evolve my DM style a tad i watched uh, i watched one of my players who was always meh on DD become engaged actual actually looking forward to coming to play my veteran players stepped into wild mount the first time and already fell in love we had players who haven't played in five plus years join us for games and new people get excited when we talked about it hopefully we can convert them to players another big thank you and keep up the good work oh that's so nice thank yeah. you very much greg yeah greg it's it was great right? it was great greg greg k yeah, yeah. Greg K. Thank, Thank you, you newcomer. Greg. This it's 
Mm-hmm. These are the people we bring into the fold. It's yeah. it's amazing. We get so many amazing people in our Discord. Honestly, if you're not in our like, Discord, go join our Discord. Join the Discord. <laughs> it's free. Like, do it. Um, all right. So the memes are lit. The memes are pretty lit. They um, are. Thank you. Oh, thanks, Angel. <laughs> then thank you, Angel. Um, but seriously, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's always a pleasure and an honor to be able to run these how-tos. Uh, it's something we just started doing with Wild Beyond the Witchlight, and yeah. they've, they've been pretty well received, and it's a good way to take a break for a week and give me some more time to prep and get like the music and everything ready and all that. Um, so thanks. It really does mean a lot that you stick with us. Um, usual spiel incoming. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of Call of the Netherdeep as we head into Onkarel. We hope you join us for that. But hey, if you want some more Dork Tales content, don't forget, though, there is a ton of it over on our YouTube at youtube.com slash dorktales. And you can also find a lot of our programming over on our podcast, which is available where all podcasts are sold, rented, or otherwise borrowed. Um, <laughs> if you would like to see other things, uh, this week we are running uh, two games, three games. Two games before the next Call of the Nether Deep. Uh, you can come on Saturday to watch uh, Mage the Ascension of the Victorian Age, uh, 7 p.m. Pacific on Saturday, or you can join us at noon Pacific on Sunday for the first episode of our little indie showcase of Firebrands, uh, where we are um, uh, where we are running Dragonhearts. We're gonna we're gonna play dragons. It's gonna be really goofy and fun. Uh, and I've just been reminded that it is not, in fact, Wednesday night tonight. And because I, I have had a really long day, uh, and you can even see us tomorrow if you really want to uh, at 8 p.m. Pacific for Vampire the Requiem Party Monsters, uh, which is going. I've had this game plotted for a month, and we haven't been able to play because of scheduling difficulties. So it should be a lot of fun. Um, besides that i also want to do a a big thank you to all of you who watch tonight as well as to the people who make these streams happen uh dork is a full-time gig and it is wonderful to um have the support that we do uh over on our patreon at patreon.com slash dorktales so i want to do a big shout out to some of the people from that who are the most generous um but all of you have my thanks um the ones i have to list of course are my world building royal producer shulton my my divine producer dm michael gray my demonic producer uh soul omen and my other b- demonic producer vicarious as well as my princes of the patreon which are of course eolus trizelta cubby gummy amberthist buddy and taryn uh y'all are amazing phenomenal uh and a quick reminder that we are also in august starting strixhaven and Spelljammer. Uh, and in September, uh, Dork Pod, our Dork Tales the Podcast, is going to be released. Uh, Strixhaven is going to be ran by Krista. It has an amazing cast. And uh, Spell, pardon me, uh, Dork Tales the Podcast are both going to be released early on our Patreon. So if you're uh, if you give us five dollars a month, you get those three months in advance. It's going to be pretty great. Our episode uh, zero of Strixhaven is already up. Yeah, episode zero of Strixhaven is available right now, and it was really cute um one of the players had to teleconference in from anaheim it was pretty great was literally at vidcon and had to come in um so uh yeah that's what i have to say there uh go support the patreon it helps the stream and uh and with that yeah, buy coffee and dice. Uh, we also are supported by um, by Bones Coffee. So if you like coffee, go to BonesCoffee.com. Use code DORKTALES to save 10% and to give us 10% of your uh, your purchase. Uh, and you can hit me up in the Discord for what flavors of coffee from Bones I really like. Because there are quite a few. And there are some I have opinions on. 
There's some I have weird opinions on. I really need to try the Min Invaders one. Um, and then if you are in Canada in particular, but or uh, would like a dice subscription in America, I strongly suggest Adventure Dice, uh, which is a Canadian company that has like dice subscriptions and things like that. You can go to adventuredice.ca or .com. Is it .com? I think it's .com. Yeah. I think it's .com. It's .ca? .ca. .ca. Uh, and Amazing and, Mugs. Yeah. And they have great mugs. Is uh, okay. So yeah, go do that. Uh, and with that, I want to say thank you all for being here. We will be back next week with Call of the Netherdeep. There is a lot of adventure left, as well as a lot of surprises in store. Some that you haven't—they're going to blow you away. I guarantee it. What? Did I said the word blow. It was just the way you said that. It was very funny. <laughs> they're going to blow you away. I, I was i was i'm tired shut up i know um, you are it was very adorable <laughs> i guarantee it i oh guarantee it. you're gonna like the way we look i guarantee it yeah. you're All gonna right, so like enough, the way we roll enough games warehouse commercials uh folks as always thank you for watching we love you very much honestly that's not just flirting we couldn't do this without you so thanks for being with us on this We'll see you next time. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you. Call of the Netherdeep is a Dork Tales production. It stars Chris Blogg as Dorlin Wildrock, Robin Holford as Keiko Scar, Krista Mitchell as Sabina Morden, and Caitlin Vinkel as Zaria Rain. Its dungeon master is Kelly Clark. For a full list of music used in this episode, please check the show notes below. This episode also used music and sound effects from TabletopAudio.com. Tabletop Audio is one of the best resources that a roleplayer can have. It has ambient sound effects, 10-minute loops, and plenty of things to bring additional ambience to your roleplaying experience. We're not sponsored by them, we just love them. Go visit them today and support them if you can. If you like what we do here, you can help us grow by becoming a patron at patreon.com dorktales. Speaking of which, I'd like to take a minute to thank all of our patrons at patreon.com dorktales. Starting with our Patreon producers. Our royal producer, Shulton the World Builder. Our divine producer, DM Michael Gray, the Great and Powerful. Our demonic producers, Jade the Maker of Monsters and Bracarius, our fun but evil Funkle. We love you, Uncle Marty. Our princes of the Patreon, Taryn, the original Dorktales fangirl, Dustin, our time-traveling buddy from 1977, Trizelta, a.k.a. James Bododge, Eolus the Forever Cleric, Cubby Gummy, and Amberthist. Great to have you on board. Our level 20 heroes, Jan Clark, who's my, my mom, Bob Kessler, who's along for the ride, Michael Eilat, the graphics guy, and Chef Aladeth. Our level 10 heroes, Nacro the Straw Hat Devil, George Sibley, Snowy323, Hans H. Boundehoof, Professor Multiverse, Adam Baum, Tabitha Rudkin, and Nick Pappas. Our very important patrons, who donate five or more dollars per month, an actual guinea pig, Dale Cope, the eternal student of life, Camille, who may be six possums in a trench coat, Evan, longtime listener, first time patron, Mike Baxter, first of his name, Jason Tudor, the mayor of Icewind Dale, Krista Mitchell, the Siege FX engine, Rio, but without the OZ, United Adventure Company, Robin Holford, the wine master, SM Pace, Hillary, Colin Son, Matt DS, Eric and Amber, Moth Vibes D, Chandra Magic, The Traveler, Evil, Doctor Who 4189, Tommy Kiyama Svensson, Kara Rett, Red Monk, Stormshanks, Jacob, Joe Abad, Arak Nikonikoni, Random Equinox, Uncanny Kate, Dazed Apricot, Aurora Wildheart, Ray G, Robert Fares, Michael Reynolds, The Bong Master, David Ellis, Confounded Hound, Jeremy Smith, 5280DTC Nerd, Lockgen, Slurm, Slouching Beast, and Andrew Rogers. And finally, our Dork Squad. 
Jen Peters, Caitlin, Ba Tran, Willem and Isolde, Just Andy, EJ, Ashley Johnson, an insomniac veterinarian, Stevo's Gaming Dungeon, Creox, Daniel, Brent, CTRSTY, Hey Liz, Chris Blog, Patrick, Zach Rules, Ace Emmett, Renee Anderson, Britton Williams, Ash Wolf, Faye Clark, Ava Hernandez, The Crazy Goblin, and Jacob Embry. If you'd like to hear your name at the end of these episodes and get access to exclusive perks, feel free to join us on patreon.com slash dorktales. Dorktales survives on the generosity of our patrons, and I can't express how grateful I am to each and every one of you for your support. Thank you so much, and thanks to you for listening. If you want to reach out, you can find us on the Dorktales Discord. We hope you join us, and we'll see you in the next episode.